0: It's April 21st, 2021, and welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we'll have David Miyashiro from Hawaii Kids Can and Jill Boldemore from Teach for America, and they're here to tell us about an upcoming Spark and Inspire event. And they'll, then we'll be joined by Tiffany Nguyen, Director of External Affairs over at Elemental Accelerator to talk about their five-year plan and strategies to solve the climate crisis. First up, I want to let you know that uh, Hawaii's largest family-friendly STEM event returns in an exciting free, interactive, and virtual format on Saturday, April 24th, that's this Saturday, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., The Ellison Onizuka Day of Exploration, presented by Hawaiian Electric, is produced by the Boy Scouts of America, Aloha Council, and honors the legacy of Eagle Scout and astronaut Ellison Onizuka. And, of course, for more information, you can go to this website. It's onizukaday.vfairs.com. And, I know sometimes it's hard to get that all done, and I will be putting that up on our show notes uh, later on this evening at bitemarkscafe.org, so you can uh, check that out later on. And of course, right now, I want to welcome David Miyashiro from Hawaii Kids Can and Jill Baltimore from Teach for America, and they're here to tell us about an upcoming Spark and Inspire event. Welcome to the show, David and Jill.
1: Hi, thanks,
0: thanks for, for having us. us. Yeah, great. So this is not the first one, right? There have been previous uh, Spark and Inspire events. Uh, which one, what number are we on here?
2: So Bert, this is the third consecutive year that we're doing this. And what's been interesting is that every year we have to adjust because we did the first one in 2019 in the Capitol Auditorium. In 2020, obviously that wasn't possible. So we did it all virtually. And this year, we're looking to do uh, more of a hybrid approach.
0: So tell me, what 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 is the Spark and Inspire? What exactly constitutes this event?
3: Yeah, so Spark and Inspire is really a showcase or celebration of innovations in education. And so we're really excited to be highlighting what we call Edupreneur's our educators who are also entrepreneurs who are really creating innovative ideas in education. And so we'll be spotlighting two teachers and one student and sharing a little bit about their projects and their ideas for how to continue to innovate in education. And so we'll have an opportunity to hear from them. And then as David shared, we'll have an interactive element where our audience, our guests will be able to gather together in a, in a, Real celebratory festival type environment.
0: So, so Jill, how did how did you find the the two teachers and one student? I mean, did they go? Was was there a bigger pool? How did you determine to kind of whittle it down to the two teachers and one student?
3: Well, it's an open application process, and we invite educators to go ahead and apply. And then once they apply, we have a rigorous selection process, and oftentimes we're looking for folks who have not only creative ideas, but who are partnering with others, thinking about collective impact in their community. Um, This year, all of the three presenters that we have are really thinking about identity and culture as part of um, the work that they're doing as well. So they have projects that mean a lot to them, whether it's their identity, like Filipino identity, or a passion of theirs, like um, the cinema is one of our projects. And so... We're looking at people who have something that's really unique um, and that they're looking to, to offer to the education community and to how we think differently about teaching and learning.
0: So, David, can you, can you share with us who these individuals are? Or is that a secret?
2: No, it's not a secret. Okay. It's, on our, it's on our registration site, too. So um, when folks check out the registration site by going through um, our social media handles, you'll be able to read in detail, but we have Marissa Halagao, who is a student at Kunaho School, Natalie Lilagos, who's a teacher at Keala Kehe High School on the Big Island, and Wesley Adkins, who's a teacher at James Campbell High School. So we're so excited for people to get to hear them, uh, hear from them, and, and get to see their projects.
0: So they all applied uh, to be a part of, of Spark and Inspire, and, and you folks went through a, a sort of a selection process. What what can you share, David? Uh, that that kind of really stood out uh, in in your mind.
2: I think what really stood out for these three is just the passion, and then the details. They are already, you know, clearly very um, focused on what they can do to move these projects ahead. And they've reached out to partners, they've applied for grants, they've really got the ball rolling already. So it's one thing to have a big idea, and it's another to actually start getting that work underway. So. I think we're really excited that each of these projects is really going to jump to another level after Spark and Inspire.
0: So, Jill, you know, in terms of the student and and uh, their presentation, can you can you share a little bit about what uh, what they might be pitching or sharing with the audience?
3: Yeah, they're really sharing um, their idea first and foremost in terms of what what is they're passionate about and why they've gotten into this work, and then they're really looking to expand it. So whether it means having additional partners. So for example, Marissa is looking to expand her idea beyond the the school that she's at, but how can she help to create curriculum in other public schools? And so she's really looking for additional partners out there. Um, or Natalie as an example and Keala Kehe is thinking about how do I make this more sustainable and what does the funding plan look like? So people who can offer advice and wisdom, um, and of course, uh, financial support will help all of these projects to continue to succeed, and so they're really just looking to have a network of people who can um, come on board as cheerleaders, supporters, advice givers, funders—you know, people who can help to spread the word, and then also to to be a part of the idea and maybe spread it in other ways and and help to, you know, further those ideas in their schools and communities as well.
0: No, oh, that's that's uh, that's great. I mean, it it sounds almost like a. Uh, you know we have um, uh, student boot camps for entrepreneurs and, and and getting them interested in starting companies. I mean this is this is similar in a way, but uh, it's focused around education and as you mentioned, uh, a curriculum and how to how to get that uh, uh, maybe shared across uh, multiple schools and, and keep it sustainable. So so Joe, where can people sign up and, and uh, perhaps uh, join the the uh, Spark and Inspire event?
3: The registration is open, and you can go to any of the social media handles for either Teach for America Hawaii or Hawaii Kids Can, and either Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, you'll be able to find it right on the top. There's a registration link uh, that you can register, and we'd love to have folks next week, Wednesday, join us.
0: Sounds good. I'll put that up on our show notes as well. David and Jill, thanks for joining us.
3: Thanks, Bert. Thank
0: you. And, of course, we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Tiffany Wynn and talk about Elemental Expl- Accelerator and their five-year plan and strategies to solve the climate crisis. This is Bite Marks Cafe.
3: Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Bavarian
0: Motor Experts. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe and I'm happy to welcome Tiffany Wynn, Director of External Affairs over at Elemental Accelerator and of course Elemental Accelerator just released their 5-year next 5-year plan and uh, we'll learn about their sh- this new strategies uh, to reverse the course of climate change. Welcome to the show Tiffany.
1: Hi Bert, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it's great to great to have you on. Of course, uh uh, you know we 're doing all our our shows virtually, and usually I would have people in the studio but i I kind of like this virtual format uh, it makes it easy for for my guests to just simply call in uh but I guess you know i i, I don 't get to see people you know face to face but uh uh it sounds you sound good and i maybe maybe give us a little background on uh for any of our listeners that might not be familiar with with elemental i mean we 've had elemental on many times but Uh, Maybe maybe do a quick uh, refresher.
1: Yeah, maybe next time um, we'll be back in the studio. But for those who aren't as familiar with the organization, we're a nonprofit accelerator based here in Hawaii, and we started about twelve years ago, so around two thousand nine, out of the Hawaii Clean Energy Initiative. And so we really exist to help, um, you know, invest and support climate positive or climate technologies um, working to solve for the climate crisis. And the areas that we invest in are around um, systems that really affect everyone's everyday lives, right? So that's energy, water, agriculture, transportation or mobility, and then um, something that we call circular economy.
0: Yeah, and that's great because, you know, I I, I remember when you were first around 12 years ago, and it was the energy accelerator back then. And then there was Mm -hmm. a point in time where uh, you folks pivoted to this uh, new name, Elemental. Of course, Elemental has been a a name that you've uh, embraced probably for the last maybe five years.
1: Yeah. Around 2017 is when we made that uh, switch to Elemental accelerator. And that's when we really started expanding um, the, the sectors that we work in. So, naturally when we were energy accelerator we had a lot of energy companies mm-hmm. in our portfolio um and then in 2017 that's when we started really leaning into um the other sectors as well as our work in equity and access
0: uh, that 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 totally makes sense and it's uh, you know it's a broadening of of into areas that uh, I think are are important and allows you folks to expand beyond just the not narrow focus, but, you know, the focus around just, uh, you know, clean energy. So I think that's, that's great. Now, in terms of uh, the experience that you might have had over the course of 2020, and everybody had this experience, and I've had other accelerators on talking about going virtual, I mean, from, from uh, Blue Startups to Mana Up. I mean, and so what was your Elemental Accelerator sort of experience during 2020?
1: Yeah, I think pretty similar. I mean, we, like everybody else, had, you know, a couple of really key in-person events, especially, you know, like for our cohort. So each year we accept 15 to 20 companies um, into our portfolio and take them through a cohort model. And so, you know, we would normally have a kickoff event sometime in October, and then we would have a Leadership Summit um, in February, and then an investor-focused event in the Bay Area in May. So we had to pivot all of those things. But actually, you know, everybody, um, I think we were really able to um, learn how to, I think, put on these virtual events and still create that sense of community for both our um, startups and our cohort, as well as all of the partners that we work with. So actually, going virtual allowed us to have more touch points than we normally would throughout the year, not just with our startups, but with the overall community mm-hmm. as well. So that that was actually a, 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 fun, um, a fun but difficult pivot <laughs> that we had to make. But a lot of the things that I think we learned from 2020 will keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, so I was going to ask you, I mean, what, what were some of the things that you might have – uh, embraced, adopted, uh, learned from that will continue beyond the pandemic?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, talking about virtual events, before it was, um, you know, we would have these virtual events, whether they were in Hawaii or California, and it would be invite only for, you know, um, the, the just the immediate community in that area. But I think with climate crisis we know that we need everybody to be working on this issue right so the more people we can bring under our tent the better Mm -hmm. and really I think the way that we've been able to educate folks about the issues and the solutions that we have coming into our portfolio is through storytelling and so you know we've been able to create some I think really powerful content to help bring um, bring more people onto the mission And kind of explain it in a way that that folks can understand. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Um, But we're also, you know, I think workforce development is also really, really a huge piece of, you know, solving for climate change, right? So formerly, we would have a summer internship program where, you know, just a handful of students um, would really benefit and were able to be placed in either Elemental or one of our portfolio companies but going virtual, we're able to bring on more positions and more students. And now the students can really work from anywhere with these companies. So they're getting real-world um, experience in these clean tech startups, um, and also, you know, really get to get to get a taste of what being an entrepreneur is like.
0: So you bring up a, a interesting point. I mean, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about some of the companies in your in your uh, cohort, but. This workforce development aspect of what Elemental is is working on, uh, it sounds a little different from you know the focus around uh, mentoring companies within the portfolio. How do you how do you uh, sort of encompass or embrace that part of the program uh, along with everything else?
1: Yeah, we're oh, we're testing and learning um, still, and I think we're piloting. Um, some different ideas. But one thing that we're really excited about is, actually, it's really great that you had um, Jill and David on just before this because one of our programs um, that we're piloting this year is leaning into our relationship with Teach for America. And so we're bringing on um, a handful of what we're calling teacher externs and pairing them up with uh, high school students from Title I high schools and together, they're not only going to get experience working with Elemental and helping us through our due diligence process, process as we search for our next cohort of companies, but they're also going to co-create curriculum that they can bring back um, into their classrooms and really help put that climate lens on um, on just education in general, which we're really, really excited about.
0: And how many how many students are you looking at kind of having be involved with so this is a workforce development program.
1: So uh for this first year we have 10 students working with us. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, so and, and do a you see, do you see keeping it at at that level or do you see scaling that? I mean of course I'm you know I got to I got to put my uh, economic development hat on right and <laughs> and and see how do you how do you scale a workforce development program like that where more students could Potentially participate in in this uh, uh, this whole field that you folks are are fostering and nurturing.
1: Yeah, we're we're definitely hoping to grow the program. I don't know what that number will be quite yet, but I think what's um, really exciting is just the fact that you know taking the learnings from this from their summer with us, they'll be able to spread that knowledge um, to you know many many more students up to. I think somewhere, you know, upwards of a thousand students. If you take a look at the number of students each teacher um, interacts with throughout the school year, so oh. that's really exciting. Oh, that's and, great. You know, yeah, and that's really taking. Um, you know, speaking of our five-year strategy, we're moving from kind of this like one-to-one model to what we're calling a one-to-many model. So even though we can't directly, you know, like work with all of these students or fund all of these companies, we're trying to find ways that we can share out our learnings and insights um, to the rest of this, the community at large.
0: Well, that's a great, uh, you know, kind of kind of segue and tease uh, for what I want to have you talk a little bit more about in terms of the the next five-year plan and and especially this aspect of, of scaling because. Yeah, I mean, this new reality that we're in, I mean, ho- for Hawaii, we have to definitely figure out ways to capture as much as we can of this changing environment and have it anchored here in Hawaii. So let's hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Tiffany, Tiffany Nguyen at uh, Elemental Accelerator. We're going to be talking about their five-year plan to reverse the course of climate change and, of course, scale all the things that they're currently doing into this uh new reality of post-pandemic uh, world that we live in. And this is Bite Marks Cafe.
3: Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Shamanad University and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company.
0: Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Tiffany Wynn from Elemental Accelerator and we are delving into kind of the next five years and the five year plan that that Tiffany started to uh tease us with. And what was <laughs> really kind of intriguing was uh this this uh concept of taking what you've done with uh Kind of the the pre pandemic world and 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 looking at ways to scale it. So tell me more. I mean, how do you how do you see taking like a, a workforce development program that was uh, maybe started off with ten and and now uh, basically what quadrupling that to a thousand?
1: Yeah. So you know we're using that same concept when we're thinking about the impact that we want to have in the next five years. So, right now, we have about 117 companies in our portfolio working on different climate-related you know, related issues. In the next five years, we're really looking to scale our impact by 100x globally. And so, we're trying to figure out how to do that and what that looks like, right? Because right now, we're only um, able to fund or directly work with about 2% of that climate tech startup High,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so we've asked ourselves: How do we, you know, like how do we impact the remaining ninety-eight percent? And part of that is taking the learnings from you know the past twelve years of helping companies to scale and commercialize their technologies, and um, creating insights that we can more broadly share out with the rest of this ecosystem.
0: Have uh, Have any ideas started to, uh, let's say? gain traction in how you would scale? Because obviously one of the, you know, I mean, we, we really love to see the accelerators and, and the cohorts and, uh you know, helping to mentor, you know, 10 to 20 companies every year. But I think as you are, are describing, I mean, that is a, that's a pretty slow burn, you know. I mean, you, you, it's great <laughs> to have, it's great to have those companies and, and they're all, you know, racing to the top. <clears throat> but, you know, it's, it's definitely a numbers game and, and how do you, uh, how do you uh you know hundredfold <laughs> increase that and so what is uh you know what are some of the thoughts on how you would actually do that because typically in an accelerator uh and this is the more the commercial model i mean they would they would put um some some money into the company they would they would take a uh you know like a um a, a founders role or or maybe a uh uh some ownership um, you know, uh, equity stake in the, in the company. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to scale in terms of you know, trying to go from 10 to 100. So are there ways that you would be able to scale and still hold true to you know, your ac- accelerator, um, let's say, philosophy or ethos?
1: Yeah, that's a really, really great question. Um, so, you know, in looking at the point that we are right now, I think there's not a better time in history with the new administration and just knowing that we have to have our emissions by the end of this decade um, to really push forward um, with this. And one of the ways that we see that we can have real systemic um, impact is through policy. So, working with companies over the past decade, you know, one of the things that we always come up to are. Policy barriers because a lot of times, you know, it has to catch up to what these entrepreneurs have kind of imagined um, in their in their minds. Mm-hmm. So that's one way that we're thinking um, to really scale is we're build we're, we're building out our policy team even further. Um, right now it's a working title we're calling it. I think the Policy Institute or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. But we want to bring on folks um, that are either former entrepreneurs or have worked in policy adjacent um, spaces that have a lot of really deep experience to help us bring down um, and strategize about how to bring down some of these barriers to innovation.
0: Now, when you, when you speak of policy and, and uh, I guess maybe I'll put my, my policy wonk hat on. (laughs) I mean, you're obviously talking about legislature and, and, getting bills introduced and passing bills and trying to influence the the um, uh, the legal uh, you know the 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 things that create the the laws that govern how things uh, you know get conducted in in Hawaii Uh, is that the is that the policy arena that you want to uh, seek change in
1: So we're actually looking at both the federal and the state level. Okay. So, you know, with the new Biden-Harris administration and their focus on climate, I think there's just so much opportunity there to make a real lasting change on the federal level.
0: So with uh, a company like Elemental, being based in Hawaii, and I know you've expanded to uh, California, I mean, do you foresee opening up an office? Maybe you already have in in, in Washington, D.C.
1: <laughs> well, we already have um, our second office in the Bay Area. You know, I can't say if we would ever open up in Washington, D.C., but we do have some folks on our team with really great um Policy experience, so we'll definitely be leaning on them in in the near future to help drive our strategy um, around policy.
0: Is there any hint you could give me as to perhaps what policy area you might want to kind of focus in on?
1: Yeah, so you know we're we haven't hired our um, our new team of policy. Folks yet, but we're really looking at different themes. And I think one of the themes that have bubbled up in our brainstorming is around green infrastructure. And, you know, what that, I think there's different definitions for different folks about what green infrastructure is, but also how we can um, bring more innovative technologies in that space, um, especially because, you know, commercial buildings and construction and development are one of the greatest emitters of greenhouse gas emissions.
0: Ah, great great! okay, so translating the effort to scale through policy, how does that now translate into the work you do with the companies within your cohort? I mean, do you see expanding the cohort do you how do you how do you see perhaps uh you know not just working with the the let's say the the ten or twenty that you currently have in a cohort and and perhaps expanding that
1: yeah well. You know, I think it'll just make the work that we do with our cohort companies hopefully um, much more efficient and fluid because the way that we support companies is through project deployment. Mm -hmm. So we've deployed over seventy projects um, in the last ten to twelve years, and sometimes those projects take anywhere from you know like one to three-ish years, right? So. We don't have that much more time to uh, um, deploy like X amount of projects. So if we can accelerate, you know, that timeline, then we'll be able to make more impact and um, create more proofs of concept that can be scaled across the globe. No. And, I, and I think one of our goals is to really make Hawaii a model for that clean energy transition while you our work here
0: yeah maybe you anticipated my next question which is what role does hawaii play in this sort of grand grand plan that you have
1: yeah you know i think hawaii legislating our intent of being carbon neutral by 2045 was huge right you know we we're one of the first states in the nation to do so and i think just setting that goal is really really important we know that we need to probably get there faster than 2045. But I think it's a really, really great marker to have. Um, and it's just figuring out how to get there.
0: No, no, that's so great. So Hawaii and
1: plays a big role. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, and, and we will be definitely keeping a close tab of, uh, you know, what uh, you folks produce. And, and I'll I'll definitely have you guys come on again, and maybe you can share a little bit about the, the next cohort that uh, you folks are currently in the stage of. Of uh, selecting, so in the last yeah, fifteen seconds, to. why don't you tell us where we can find out more about Elemental Accelerator?
1: Well, you can hop onto our website at www.elementalaccelerator.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Very. Accelerator is spelled a little funky, though.
0: So, yeah, um, I- I'm. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely spell it out on our, our uh, show notes for later on tonight. Tiffany Nguyen is the Director of External Affairs over at Elemental Accelerator. And I want to thank you for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Bite Marsh Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk about the next Nalukai Startup Summer Camp 2021. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org and if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com You can also find me on Twitter at bitemarks Our engineer is David Chung. You can catch us on HBR1 every Wednesday or anytime via the HBR app, iTunes, Google Podcasts and Stitcher. You stay safe, you stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bitemarks Cafe.